Hello and welcome to the Trainer Tools Podcast. I'm John Tomlinson. First off, I just want to say thanks to people who've been in touch and given feedback on the podcast. It's really great to actually hear people that actually do listen to it and people that really appreciate it and find it very valuable. Training can be quite a lonely job, people are on the road, so it's great to know that people are listening to us out there and really enjoying it. So thanks very much for that. In this episode, I'm going to speak to a guy called Kevin Stevens, and it's really just quite a simple podcast. It's about how he kicks off change management training by applying some accelerated learning techniques just to start off in a quite a creative and visual and social way to get the training going off in the right direction. I hope you find it useful. I'm here with Kevin Stevens. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hi, John. I'm good. And yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Thank you for getting up this early. It's no problem at all. It's nice and bright here in uh, sunny southwest England. Well, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about mis- myself as a trainer first, uh, as some background in terms of my, my philosophy, but mainly about something that I, um, I stumbled upon by accident that I find really useful when I'm talking about change and change management and particularly how to uh, take teams through the uh, emotional aspects of, of change. So is this a, an activity that you would do on a change management course? Absolutely. It would be one I would do very early on, and I would do it just to create a bit of energy in the room, but also to set up the day in terms of the mindset I'm trying to create around this area. And you said that you wanted to start by talking about your own philosophy as a trainer. So what, what do you want to say about that? Yeah, it's it's not nothing too deep, really, John. It's just um, my uh, my challenge always when I'm when I'm training is um, I'm a great believer in uh, people learn when things are brought alive uh, and uh, related to their own personal situations, and they have some kind of visual image about what we're talking about. So, what I try and I'm I'm driven by um, something called accelerated learning, which is uh, certainly process written by a guy called Colin Rose and it's all about making sure that when you're training you're making activities as fun as possible and engaging as possible and also that there's a high degree of being able to relate to a particular um, a particular theory or particular uh, element you're talking about into everyday work and everyday life so I try and punctuate that by creating an environment where they they're able to talk about their own situations um, in terms of applying things, but also um, I will add things in from my own sort of life and background as, as a manager, a senior, a senior manager, uh, to try and uh, illustrate uh, what I'm talking about. So my, my sense is to try and create a, a real interactive environment where we, we learn from each other by applying the, 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 the learning. And where I can add in uh, activities, I will do to do that. So that's all about bringing it to life, as you said there, and the principles of accelerated learning. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Which is ideally using using uh, music, pictures, and words. But but actually, I, in reality, I, I rarely use the music side of it. I certainly use the pictures and the and the and, and uh, allying them to the words quite quite strongly. So you don't get your, t- your guitar out and have a sing along. <laughs> um, John, if you ever heard me playing guitar, you would realise why I don't I don't do that. Yeah, no, I can uh, certainly sympathise with that. <laughs> I'm not. I don't have a musical bone in me myself. I love listening to it and using it. 
Do you use it on training courses at all? No, I, I don't. I haven't quite got the confidence to, to, to find a way of, of inserting it. It's not part of the uh, any of the materials that I'm being furnished with, so I'd have to add it in as my own ad. But um, I, I certainly know trainers and have talked to trainers about how they use music, and they use it. They tend to use it more as a settler. So they'll they'll call a break, and then they'll put some music on, some music, soft music, and then they'll stop the music when it's time to get back going. So they use it as a device just to gain attention, uh, whereas what I'm thinking about is how you might use it to stimulate learning in, in, in a, a workshop environment, where I believe there is a place, but I haven't quite yet worked out the, the right and appropriate way to do that within the, the training I'm doing. Yeah, no, me neither. I have heard of people using things like Mozart, especially during language learning, um, but I, again, I haven't explored it either. Perhaps that would be a subject of a future podcast. Maybe if somebody listening to this is an expert in it, they could uh, contact me, and it could be could be quite an interesting discussion. It could be, and, and there's certainly a lot of research on it, and um, Colin Rose refers to it in the Accelerated Learning book uh, that, that uh, it goes, goes back to uh, quite a lot of work that was done, I think, by Lozanoff, who was very much a believer in that um, uh, that we learn a lot more when there's a musical stimulus because it uh, opens up parts of our brain that uh, uh, otherwise aren't, aren't open. And I guess it's why some people do their revision, don't they, to to, 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 to music because it, it can help. Yeah, I always feel looking like a bit of a training David Brent when I cope with these sorts of <laughs> things that feel a little bit gimmicky. And <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, it's a concept for me at the moment rather than something I, I feel really, really comfortable with. So I guess I stay safe and at the moment don't don't. I can't find a place for it, an appropriate place for it. Okay, well, let's move on to you talking about this activity that you like to do to introduce yeah. change management courses. Yeah. This is particular interest to me because change management is something that I've been involved in for many years, and I do teach on it quite a lot. So I'm quite interested in this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's quite a simple technique. It takes a little bit of preparation, um, and I do it at the start of the day. So I've done all the the domestics, and the, I, I tend to throw this in uh, as a uh, first exercise just to try to get people into the right state of mind around what I want to talk about particularly around the the individuality and the emotional content of of change so what I do is I, I prepared at the start of the day some some A4 paper and I give each delegate two bits of A4 paper and a big colored marker pen um, and what I ask them to do is I ask them to draw two, two pictures and the two pictures are quite closely related the first one is, is what does change personally look like to you? And the second one is, what does change personally feel like to you? Uh, and what tends to happen is they look to me, look at me as if I'm just landed from Mars and they'll all come out with things such as, I'm not very good at drawing. Oh, this is terrible. Why are you making me do this? Some of that all comes out, but, but actually they go with it and stick with it. And so it gets them opening up their minds and having to think a little bit creatively about what it means to them, them personally. So I can just summarise where, you, where you've got to there. This is something that you'll do after the first introduction, so people are actually ready for the content of the, of the day. Absolutely. Giving them two A4 bits of paper. On one piece of paper, yeah. they have to draw what change looks like to them. Yeah. On, on the other piece of paper, they, they draw what change feels like to them. Yeah. Then they moan about not being able to draw. Yeah. You ignore them. And then eventually they do it and they engage with the activity. Yeah, um, just to uh, pick up a little bit on, I don't, I don't totally ignore them. Uh, what, what I tend to do is um, I tend to reinforce the fact that this is not a competitive exercise. It's not to test their drawing skills. They're not back in a 
in an art lesson as such so they're not being evaluated on the quality of their drawing what what they're what i'm trying to do is get them to think about what it means to them personally right okay yes i was being a bit flippant but yes you're right <laughs> no I, I know you were but i was just making the point that's a, that's a good point because when i get the pushback i do have to just challenge them to stick with it a little bit and uh, they, they all they all do it no one's ever refused to do it which is which is nice okay so where does it go from there so they, they draw their pictures. Um, some, they do them really, really quickly. Others take a bit longer. But let's say we've got 12 people in the room. They've all done their picture. Then what I tend to do is get them to come to the front, and I get them to form a semicircle, and I sit one side of the semicircle, stand one side of the semicircle. They're stood up, and I just ask them to present their pictures to their colleagues. And so they um, bring their pictures to life, really. They, they, they show them. Uh, and then they talk about what's on the picture and why it's there. And it's quite it's quite interesting because they they realise very quickly how different uh, everyone's picture is and how personal to them their picture is. And also some people talk about change in terms of workplace, um, something they've experienced, uh, something they're going through, or some people talk about it in in terms of their own life and their own life uh, events that might be going on. So it's quite interesting. I don't deliberately set it up either way. But so they show their picture and we then I then say to them, well, okay, that's that's fun. It's great. Some brilliant pictures. What's the purpose of doing that? So I get them then to reflect on why, why I do that. And they get the point very quickly that it's actually the reason is about the fact that it per- change is very personal and each one of us sees it, sees it very differently. So it really then sets up the whole, con- for me, the whole content of when I'm doing, a, when I'm talking about the emotional aspects of change as opposed to the process aspects. This notion that we have to really understand how other, per- how the other person is taking the change for themselves personally before we can actually engage with them, you know, fully, uh, fully and properly. So it normally lands that point quite strongly, and I think sets up the tone really then for the day in terms of well, how do we get that personal uh, impact. And what do we do with it when we get it? And what kind of pictures do they draw? Really interesting. It really, really um, varies. Um, quite a lot of them are around sort of roads and quite a lot of them are around weather pictures, around sun and around clouds and around rain. Um, there's quite a lot of imagery around sort of holidays and sun and sea and so what, what I would call quite basic aspects of success or lack of success. They also draw a lot of pictures about what confusion looks like for them. So they'll draw pictures of um, of people with very puzzled looks. The smiley face, the frowny face, and the neutral face comes out quite a bit because that's obviously quite a simple, uh, simple image. Um, some people talk talk about it in the context of teams and lots of people. Other people talk about it in terms of their own sort of personal trauma or their own personal uh, challenges. So it's really, really varied and. One of the things I like about the exercise, you really don't know what you're going to get, but what you always get is that complete range where everyone says, oh, yeah, okay, that's interesting how you think about it. Um, I hadn't quite thought about it like that, Um, which is the main reason for for doing it. So when people are standing in the semicircle, they're taking in turns to just present, presumably to show and explain their picture. Uh, Absolutely. And... What, what's quite interesting sometimes is that we get back into that, oh, well, you know, they've done a really good picture, mine is rubbish type of mentality. So I try and um, set it up. So, again, we're not judging the quality of the drawing. We're, we're judging the personal experience that change has for you. So 
I'm very clear there to, in fact, I sometimes just say I'm going to ban any, any words like I'm a rubbish drawer or anything which is self-deprecating because that's not the mood I want to create. I want to create the, the mood where, where people are very honest about their own feelings because I think that illustrates the point also that when you're, when you're managing change as a manager, taking people through, people feel, really need to feel comfortable to express what it means for them as opposed to what they want you to hear. So can you give us an example of the kind of um, learning that comes out of that? Yeah, for me, the learning that comes out of that is um, that we are all individuals and we all think about change and respond to change uh, very, very differently. Some people will respond very, very positively. Some people will respond very positively naturally. Others will respond will respond positively, but they're not really thinking positively. They're just responding because they feel they ought to respond in that way. So we, we there is some learning about, for me, about how we get people to be really honest and open about what they're feeling and how we create an environment and a space where people can, can do that. There's some learning that comes out about the individuality. So for one person who might be incredibly positive and regards all changes as an opportunity, there will be other people who are much more looking at change as a, as a real threat to um, themselves and a real personal trauma because they see it as very as, as a big upheaval for themselves. So to me, it's about that individuality and that need to, when we're tuning into people around change to respect that individually and to try and understand that individuality before we move too far down the how do we bring people along uh, with change route. Have you ever had any kind of um, negative experiences using this activity? No. I mean, uh, one of the reasons I feel confident enough to share it is because a couple of things have happened uh, when I've when I've done this. One is I find the energy levels in the room for the rest of the day are, are really are really good and really high because almost we've sort of released the inner child, if you like, in the, in, in the delegates fairly on, uh, early on in the day, and therefore they feel quite free to express themselves. So that's a real positive. The other thing that's been quite interesting is um, I, I am quite influenced by the um, feedback I get from other delegates when I do this and two or three people who haven't seen this come up to me either at lunchtime at the end of the day and say actually I haven't seen that before that exercise works really really well so I, I guess I feel I, I feel quite vindicated in terms of the feedback I get both from my fellow trainers and uh, also uh, not directly from the delegates because they they don't give me feedback on that exercise but as part of the impact on the overall day. Do you use anything similar, John, when you do, because you'll say you, you're doing quite a lot of change around at the moment. Do you do anything similar? I don't, no. no. I don't have anything similar. So that's why I was quite interested in this one to see if it's something I could incorporate. Yeah. The the one thing I would say is that um, what I've learned from doing it is we talked earlier about preparation, didn't we? Is And when I, when I first did it, um, I did it a little bit on the hoof and I didn't have any of the paper prepared and the pens. And, and so it was a bit messy in terms of it didn't look like, like, like I'd organized it properly. So what I, what I do now is if I'm working with a colleague, I ask that colleague uh, as part of our preparations for the day to make sure we have uh, enough paper and we have pens and those pens are freely available on each of the tables. So I've learned to be a little bit more organized uh, on setting it up and because I know it's going to happen and I know when it's going to happen, I look more organized around and prepared for it. 
I, I'm assuming this is something that you don't model yourself. Like you don't say, "Here's my attempts," because that would because that would influence the people. Yeah, would that be yes, correct? Yes, it would. It would. Um, and I don't. I don't do it. Uh, and I, I'm not sure. I see a benefit in me modeling it um in the sense that i I would normally model something if i feel the delegates a little bit unsure what i'm asking them so i'll give them i'll do it and then they'll take the lead from me but on this occasion it's it's pretty clear what i'm asking them to do the resistance is more in their heads around oh i don't think i can draw very well or oh this will take a bit of time to think about because i'm i'm using a different part of my brain aren't i to 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 draw a picture than i am when i'm just tuned into what someone is telling me so the reason I asked that was partly when you first posed the question, I, yeah. my, my mind went to a complete blank and I thought I have no idea how to, <laughs> how to express myself visually. And you are talking to the uh, winner of the 1981 Art Prize at school. <laughs> and I had no idea how to express that point. But actually, as we started talking, I came up with a few yeah. concepts in my head. So yeah. I would have got there, but uh, there was an initial barrier of thinking, how on earth, because I can't express myself visually. It's not one of the skills I have. Do you do, uh, have you come across in your in your training, uh, the concept of the self-limiting belief? Yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, so so actually sometimes we, we, we have a sort of side conversation about, you know, that self-limiting belief. Because I'm a bit like you. If someone asks me to draw, I hear the word draw and, and I go into some kind of uh, panic because um, I, I, I am, if you've ever played something like charades with me john you realize i am absolutely the worst at it i cannot switch my brain into thinking about how to convey a visual image uh, to someone in that environment of in that social environment so so because i'm i have that i beat myself up about how bad i am at those type of visual games i actually i go into a bit of a blind panic myself however curiously and bizarrely that doesn't seem to affect the way in which that exercise works with the delegates yeah, I just just for clarity, I am actually quite good at charades. I'm no line, I'm no Lionel Blair, okay. but uh, but I'm okay. No, well, I'm, I'm probably a bit more like Tony Blair, actually. Right. I have no idea how good Tony Blair is at charades. Well, nor am I, but it's just a cheap gag, wasn't it? Really, at, yeah. uh, at eight, eight o'clock in the morning, John. So I apologise. That's okay. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. I think that's. Um, a very useful and quite easy activity to kick off a change management course and as I said I do do quite a lot of change management training so I'll be interested in giving that a shot and see how it works yeah, out. So it works yeah. Perhaps by the time this is released I will have actually tried it out and I can report that on the end. Yeah excellent and, and would I be able to um, would I be able to google your 1991 art and just just take a look at it or? I'm afraid I'm older than, uh, <laughs> than you are suggesting it was 1981. Oh was it okay my hearing is not good. It was a bowl of th- a bowl of fruit. No, I'm actually quite good at drawing. Um, it's actually good. it's interesting how often, whenever you introduce anything that's related to drawing or maths, everyone yeah. jumps up and says, "Oh, I can't do maths," or "I can't do drawing." It seems to be the two things that it's perfectly uh, that it's perfectly acceptable to admit incompetence around. Are you? I can't remember. You're a football fan. You, I think you are, aren't you? Well, I'm a Leeds United fan. I don't know if that counts. Well, I'm going to talk about one of your arch rivals then, and uh, uh, Manchester United, who beat my team yesterday so I'm not very happy but the there was this this class in uh, in, in Manchester that had actually taken their pupils to uh, primary school pupils to, to the to Old Trafford uh, and the maths lesson was to work out how many seat how many seats there were 
uh, in the stand by um, measuring the size of the seats. So they were actually taking, and also the size of the pitch, so they were allowed access to the ground. And of course, for these kids, you know, if they're interested in, in, in football or anything to do with that, they, they were absolutely fascinated by being able to apply maths to something that they love. So, so interesting is it's about applying something, isn't it, to the real world that, that brings it alive. Well, that's going back to your point about accelerated learning, isn't it? Because Absolutely. It's active, engaging, full, full body stuff, holistic. Completely. And, you know, my experience of maths was I had a maths teacher that just stood up and talked at me. Yeah, I had the same experience. That was pretty much my entire school experience. Yeah. Not great, is it, for learning? Yeah, that is supposed to be our, our period of life when we're, we have the brains that can learn the most. Interesting. It is, it is. I'm sure it's come on since our day, though, Kevin. <laughs> what are you saying, John? I'm, I'm only, I'm only 31. You, you were right. You're not good at maths. I'm not good. I'm not good at maths. No, absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks very much for that, Kevin. Do you want to just tell everybody who you are, who you work for? Thanks, John. It's, um, it's Kevin Stevens. I'm. My company is called uh, Winning Edge uh, UK Limited. It's been around since 2000. Started out really very much um, when I left the, the corporate world. Worked for a long period of time in in uh, a UK bank, a major UK bank, got into consultancy and gradually that's morphed into more into the world of training and facilitation, um, using really what I learned at, um, in, the, in the corporate world as a senior manager. For anyone interested in contacting you, there are contact details on the Trainer Tools website, which is tra- trainer-tools.com. Thank you. Yeah, there are. Great. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Hope to see you again on this podcast. Thanks, John. So that was me talking to Kevin Stevens about his approach to starting change management training. I have to admit that I have, since I recorded this podcast, delivered a change management training course and I actually didn't use this method. So I'm sorry, I cannot report on whether or not it was a success. I was training in Hong Kong at the time and I decided that culturally it probably wouldn't work. So I didn't have the confidence to go for it. But next time I'm training in a more familiar culture, I will definitely give it a try. And if you do try any of these things out, please do get in touch because it'd be really interesting to hear how people applied this stuff. And I'm sure like with all these kind of ideas, you don't necessarily take it 100% and apply it exactly as it's described. We all adapt and change and transform the things that we hear. So it would be really interesting to hear how people had changed it, had used it and had applied it. So if you do do any of that with this podcast or any of the other podcasts in the series, please do get in touch. And if you find this stuff useful and you want to support us, please go to the iTunes page and give us a good review. Go to the website, share the content, Really do appreciate it. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.